Hi everyone, welcome back to What Like It's Hard with me, your host, Govar. I'm a second year history and international relations student, an aspiring journalist, and an optimist at heart. In total, I have produced 12 episodes of this show over two terms, and this will be the 13th and final installment. Which is fitting because I'm a massive Swifty, as if you didn't already know, and Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. But in all honesty, my experience of making this show and being a small part of the KCL radio has been so joyful and fulfilling. I put my heart into this show, and it has become deeply intertwined with who I am on a personal level. What, like it's hard, would never have happened if I had not been inspired by the fantastic podcasters on our radio. It would never have happened if I let the fear of the unknown trump my desire to try something new and put myself out there. I remember writing my application and feeling slightly silly, honestly. When I sent it in, it was honestly a roll of the dice, a last-minute decision to pull the trigger on something that I had been thinking about on repeat. I remember wondering to myself if my idea made any sense, and thought it would never gain that much traction. After all, who wants to listen to me speak about myself or my experiences? It felt a bit vain to say, let me make a podcast based on my experiences as a 19 or then 18-year-old girl. But the reality was that my experiences have been and will always be valuable. And although I knew that deep down, I don't think I wanted to admit it to myself. I have talked a lot on this show about the importance of trusting ourselves and taking leaps, even when they feel big and unknown. The truth is that recording these episodes meant as much to me as it meant to anyone else. I spoke the words that I knew to be true and important, but that often felt really hard to act upon. Whether that was putting yourself out there or being okay with spending lots of time by yourself. I have always been extroverted and never found it challenging to speak to new people, but coming to King's felt overwhelming. My first year of university was absolutely terrifying. I had no idea what I wanted to do, I kept on getting lost everywhere, and I felt like I would never settle in. I met a lot of people, some good, some bad, and I felt like I sort of lost myself and my identity in the spring. On the outside, I was doing better than I ever was, unintentional Swifty reference, but on the inside, I felt some of the worst imposter syndrome and anxiety I ever had, and the feeling like I was wasting my university experience. The podcast was meant to be uplifting and joyful, but inside, I felt like pieces of me were fracturing. A new puzzle was emerging, but I had no idea where everything fit. I knew that I was meant for something more, and that whatever I was doing was limiting me. I knew I wanted to write, but for the first time in my life, I let doubt stifle the growth of any seed of hope or optimism. In high school, I knew who I was. I was the girl who did everything, the girl with the plan, and the girl who had clear direction. But the end of high school and the start of university went off the planned route I had in my head. Everything I knew was just thrown out of the window. Looking back, I am beyond grateful that things did not work out the way I thought they would. 
I developed such a tunnel vision inside of my mind that I completely ignored new possibilities, new opportunities, and new ways of seeing myself and my future. I put myself into a box, and when the box did not inevitably fit, I got upset and felt like it was a sign I was doing something wrong. The truth is that our potential is limitless, and confining ourselves does more harm than good. Old ways will not open new doors, and if you want to change your life, you have to let go of the past and its expectations. Life is totally and completely out of our control. We have no idea what the next day holds. But I got so caught up in controlling a future that was out of my reach that I forgot to soak up the present. My first term at university was a whirlwind. It was really the first time in a matter of years that I focused only on going to classes and making friends. No extracurriculars, no distractions, just time on my own to figure myself out. There were so many highs and so many lows. I've always used that phrase in my podcast, and maybe it just seemed like a cute phrase to pop in here and there to you guys, but I genuinely felt that way. When the second term rolled around, I still felt lost. Instagram might have made my life seem glossy and put together, but the reality was a lot different. One of the best nights of my life, seeing Harry Styles at Wembley, was also one of the most difficult. I had been trying to get an internship for months and nothing was working. I had joined radio and Strand, and as much as I loved these outlets, I knew I still wanted something more. So I felt deflated, and honestly slightly defeated. Everybody had these amazing summers planned, and were somehow doing everything all at once, but it felt like I was falling behind. I missed the train, and now I was watching everything from a distance. I was also going through an important transition in my university experience. My friends had changed, my interests had changed, and it all felt so awkward and at times lonely. As someone who suffers from perfectionism, it is sometimes hard to go with the flow and see how opportunities unfold. I've always been a social butterfly, but I spent the most amount of alone time that I ever had in the spring. I remember getting ready to see Harry and feeling all of these conflicting feelings go through my head. I ended up having a serious, unfiltered chat with myself in my head. I realized that seeing Harry Styles was major. It was May, and I had been waiting to see this man since I bought tickets in early September. I had to wait two hours in a virtual queue just to get nosebleed seats. Irrespective of how awful I felt in that moment, I had worked so hard the past year. Countless. Believe me when I say hundreds of late nights in the library that I had spent rather than going out. So many times I wondered how my first year would go and if I would get through it, but here I was. I had made it to the other side. I had finished my first year of university. And good or bad or somewhere in the middle, that was an achievement all in itself, and I had to be proud of it. I couldn't be trying to make everything perfect and wrapped up in a neat little bow. I had to soak up this moment, if only for my future self, to enjoy it and to forget about everything else, because this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 
And I'm so glad that I trusted my intuition and got lost in the concert. When I look back, I don't remember all of the anxiety or worry that I felt. What sticks out are fond and precious memories of singing my heart out, feeling like I was part of something much bigger than myself, and having so much fun. It is not an understatement to say that Harry Styles and that concert changed my life, and it truly symbolized a turning point in the year, but also in how I felt. Whether it was the magic of Harry or simply me believing in myself or being patient, by the start of July, it felt like my entire life was turning around. When I think back on this year, I see it in two main parts, before June and after June. The shift was that major. Throughout the summer, I felt like pieces of my old self were coming back. I became more optimistic, more willing to try new things out, and I really got serious about what I wanted to do. To quote Elaine Weltroth, the multi-hyphenate journalist that we talked about two episodes ago, your comfort zone is good, but nothing grows there. Nothing was growing for me because I was limiting my potential. I remember listening to a podcast episode by Mel Robbins. You might have seen her on Instagram. She's an uplifting and empowering author, podcaster, and presenter, and the episode was all about following your dreams. She spoke to a woman who had seriously tried once or twice to become an actress, but had given up. Mel was super blunt and to the point. She basically told this woman that she was telling herself no before she ever tried acting for a consistent or long enough period. The episode reminded its listeners that if you cannot even believe in your dream, how can anyone else? And I remember she said something along the lines of, like, close your eyes and imagine what you want. And I was on a walk in Marlebone, and I honestly thought to myself what I wanted. And let me tell you, some of it has come true since I became honest with myself about my intentions and what I really want to achieve. We hear a lot about manifestation and believing in yourself, but I think even speaking things out loud, if only to yourself, is also super powerful. I cannot believe that it is already December and an entire year has passed. I am seriously so grateful for this podcast and everyone who listens. This year has been such a whirlwind. And of course, in you know talking about the things that have happened to me, I am so aware of my privilege and how lucky I am to have experienced so many of these things. But I've always wanted this podcast to feel honest and truthful. And I think that being vulnerable is so important and sharing our stories is so important because it can make us feel less alone, but it can also make us feel seen and heard. So if you're going through a tough period at the moment, if you're confused or a little bit lost, I totally understand how you feel. And I can also promise you that things will change. Maybe not overnight, maybe in a couple of months, maybe a bit longer, but I promise you that you will start to feel better and things will start to feel a little bit clearer. One thing this year has taught me, and this is just sort of going off script, but one thing this year has taught me is really the importance of trusting the unknown. And of course, you know, that gets easier with maturity. It gets easier as we age, but I think trusting the unknown is super valuable. 
Because a lot of the time, when it feels like everything in our lives is falling apart, that's really when things are coming together. Looking back, when I was going through the exam period in May, and I was spending all of my time in the library, and I felt so lonely and so lost and so confused, that was really when things were working out in my favor. Because when we get too comfortable, we are less willing to take risks. It's a natural response. We think everything's good, I don't need to change anything. But being forced into uncomfortable situations with yourself where you have to ask yourself, is this really what I want or I'm not happy in this, it makes you take a risk because you have nothing to lose and the gamble makes more sense. But honestly, this podcast has been sort of a mix of everything. It's been personal and political. I've talked a lot about the quote, the personal is political. And it's honestly helped my writing so much and how I articulate myself. Because it's one thing to write an article, but it's quite a different thing to write a script for a podcast episode. And almost without realizing it, I was being so hard on myself about journalism and not knowing my direction that I've been to a couple of panels recently and every single journalist has mentioned the importance of podcasting and how it's such an important facet of journalism right now. And a lot of companies are trying to invest more into podcasts because that's how a lot of listeners get their news, get their information, want to learn more about culture, etc. So without realizing it, I have been on the right path all along. But again, that clarity only comes once you get through the hard stuff. And that's not to say that there still haven't been plenty of obstacles coming my way. Um, These past couple of months have definitely been some of the most stressful ones, just balancing academics, balancing extracurriculars, trying to apply to study abroad, which is still in the air um, because of the marking boycott. It has been a lot, but I think a massive difference has just been the shift I've consciously done in my mindset. I've really tried to be more positive. I've really tried to catch myself out when I start thinking negatively about myself or about my work. And I think it has made a difference. And that's why I resonate so much with the quote, the personal is political, because the way we show up in the world has a clear impact on the way we interact with other people. And whether or not you are a major political actor, or your last name is Trump or Sunak, we all can make a change in the world we live in. So I hope that if this podcast has taught you one thing, it's to believe in yourself. And not a cheesy or movie magic way, although we do love movies here, as you can tell by the episode on Nancy Myers. but I mean trusting yourself in an honest and authentic way, whatever that means to yourself. I was thinking about this on the tube this morning, and I saw a book that was being advertised, and it was called, you know, Acting Fearlessly or Being Fearless. And in my opinion, I don't think being fearless is what we should strive to do. Being fearless should not be the goal because no matter where you are in your life, even if we become more financially stable or you become the most famous person on the planet, you will never be completely fearless because we're human. We're not robots. We weren't built like that. But I think the goal should be to trust ourselves more. 
Maybe not acting fearlessly, but trusting ourselves more means being more willing to take risks, being more willing to make those big jumps, even when they feel scary and unknown. So I hope that podcast has inspired you to do that, even if in a small way, if that means going to a society event that you were super worried about or speaking to somebody new in your seminar. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening. And if you enjoyed anything I've discussed about in the past 12 or 13 now episodes, feel free to check out my writing on Roar or make sure to come to some of our events in the Politics Society. We have a lot of really cool events that are great at sort of connecting the spheres of the personal and the political. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'm sure that we'll meet again very soon.